Hello and welcome to another episode of the Freemacle Podcast, the podcast where three friends who are the jeans and professional footballers dashed away as children when we all discovered food have their say on the Premier League. Someone needs to mute their, their notifications. Some others might say that our dreams were dashed away when Henri left, but hey, Damn. it is what it, what it is, man. Henri, 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 Henri. Exactly, exactly. I'm one of your hosts, Kay, who of course joined by the ever presence coach Koja. How are you doing, sir? I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a, it's been a nice day. How are you doing? Basil, how are you doing? <laughs> this is probably the worst time to bring me on after not being on for a while because <laughs> I've just seen like the total destruction of my club <laughs> right now. So it's not it's not a good time. Mm. You are you are the honor, honorary member of the Freemacle podcast. To be honest with you, so we, we, we why else would you would you bring you on if we're not if we're not gonna absolutely trash Arsenal? What's the point? Anyway. It's true. It's true. Anyway, Prime joins us. How you got uh, the sunglasses, looking smug as a Chelsea fan always does. How you doing, sir? No, I'm okay. I'm just. I'll be honest. I'm waiting for the season to start properly for Chelsea. You know. <laughs> it's not fair. We we get an extra preseason. It's not fair. It's not fair. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. He didn't even let things settle. Like two minutes in. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, to be honest, like we we completely deserve it. But we shall save that one till later. Let's talk about Saturday's fixtures, of course. A few uh, big games, a few big scores uh, start at Liverpool as they beat Burnley. Two goals to nil goals from Diego Jota and Sadio Mane. We'll start with you, Kojo. Simicas. Mm. Is he is he the next big thing? <laughs> no, nah, I don't know about that. But um, it's a good start. Look, he came in, came in last year, obviously Robertson being number one, so... It was going to be half into breaking sort of that position of first sighting left back. He knows his position. He knows his role in the club. Um, but when an injury comes, you got to take opportunity. And mm. he thrived in this game. Burnley's not the toughest opponents. They are tough. They're not the toughest. But it's a good start. The crosses were good, which means that Liverpool could still play their style. They could still play the way they usually do with the full-backs. That's with Simicas going. And one thing I like about him, I mean, sometimes a lot of his passing was a bit, it was it was going astray, but he he's so energetic and he's he's so dogged as well. He doesn't sort of just like give up approaches or give up second balls. If he loses second ball, he's going for that third ball. He, he creates another bit of pressure. So it was a good performance. And um, I think that helps Liverpool. Whether, now they know that whether Robertson's there or not, they got mm-hmm. someone that helps them play with the same approach, the same style. Nothing really needs to change. Don't have to worry about now putting James Milner at left back or whoever else. So now it's a it's a good start for him, and he should be proud of his performance. Um, I don't know if that's his first Premier League start. It no, might be last week. Oh, he, oh yeah, so of course he yeah, played the week before. So second Premier League start, second game of the season. Good start, good cross, good assists. Excellent, de- excellent home debut. I mean, there's a lot of players back from injury now. That's what the Liverpool fans were were 
asking and kind of begging for last season, but it didn't happen. But it, it is not happening now. Uh, Diego Jota on the score sheet, Sadio Mane as, as well, uh, seem to get a goal. Are they looking like potential favourites for this league, Basil? Or is it a simple case of they, fa- they face Norwich and they face Burnley? So they're expected to, to win these games. I don't know if they're favourites for the league. I think they'll definitely give a good challenge for the league as long as they keep everyone fit. Um, it seems that every player seems to understand the system that Klopp wants, Klopp wants them to play. And it seems that they're very comfortable playing their system. I think what we're seeing with Liverpool is that they're very varied in their approach in terms of they can play good football and win matches, but also now to win matches without playing exceptional. And I think the match against Burnley showed that. They weren't exceptional, but they just have that knack of knowing how to win knowing how to control the game and see a game through. And I think that's impressive. I think that's what made them win the league um, two years ago. In terms of when you look at that whole season, the football wasn't great, but they just knew how to win. They just knew how to grind out victories. And I'm seeing that same trait in Liverpool this season. So I think they will challenge. I think this season will be an interesting season because I'm not too sure who the favourites really is. Because I think, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of teams rotating in terms of who maybe is the top three this season, I think will be quite tightly contested. I don't think City will run away with it, but I think Liverpool are definitely up there. And I, I've got them short bankers for top four. Whether they win the league, we'll, we'll see about that. Prime, a uh, whole bunch of players back. But Diego Jota, let's, let's highlight on him because he's, he's, I think he scored two and two now. It was a pretty good header on the weekend as well. Um, does he keep Roberto Firmino out this side? And if he does... Is that something that should scare the rest of the league? He, for now, he keeps Firmino out, yes. However, my big problem with Liverpool is their... Well, not problem. I guess it works in my favour. But <laughs> is their squad depth. Yeah. So with like with Afghan coming up, mm. Salah, Salah and Mane both gone, do they have enough to keep pushing and keep winning and I know it's only for a month but within that month City could take off with the league or Chelsea could take off with the league and no Arsenal they're wet what about United well no Man United are that courses but you know Arsenal don't speak um (laughs) but yeah I I don't know I Jota he's good I I want to see what he's really like for a full season with no injuries because he started well last season then he got injured Mm. And then the whole thing kind of got skewed because Liverpool fans kept using the whole, oh, before he was injured, he played well. I, I want to see him for a whole season because I think he's, he's got potential, maybe. But I, I don't know. I just think he's getting a bit overhyped. And as always, it's always lovely to see Sean Dyche lose. Especially when, it's, when there are certain Arsenal fans and certain talk shows that are kind of trying to push him. Into the Arsenal job, it is what it is. Respect Sean Dice. One at a time. One at a time. One at a time. No problem. Respect Sean Dice. Respect Sean Dice. I will never. never What do you mean? Why? why? He plays horrible football. He's a horrible manager, man. What do you mean he play? He plays horrible football. He's effective. He does his job. No, I wouldn't say go that far. He does his job. No, they're just great survival. I, don't, I wouldn't count that as really. They just and and everyone loves Graham Potter, and they just scraped survival last season as well. <laughs> At least, but they, made, but they made a good start to the season too. They've, they've been in. They've been in the prem for about what is it, four or five years now? They're a mainstay in the Premier League. 
think that changes. I think that changes this season, in my opinion. It's it's not it's not going to change. He's one of the he's one of the better managers in the Premier. There is. I think I think we all hope at times it will change. I don't know. I like Burnley. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of Burnley and the way the style of play doesn't really bother me. You play, you play how you play, and it's it's other factors. But do you think? Right, I'll ask you this, Prem. Do you think Sean Dash has another level beyond Burnley, or do you think Burnley is where he needs to just stay and just do his job there? Yes, I think he has another level. How? It, what? I think I think I think he's he's one of those because at Burnley the whole he has like full control in terms of players that come in and out he has full control of the club right i don't think he's going to get that anywhere else so maybe he will struggle from that aspect but i would like to see him try because okay. the same thing with eddie howe up until about a year ago people were trying to push him to take the everton job was available go manage arsenal or spurs people are saying graham potter should manage these clubs mm. why not eddie howe or no why not um sean dash have the same because styles, because styles, because you need particular styles to manage particular teams, especially if you're going upwards. And at least with Graham style, you, Graham Potter, you know what his style is. And you say, if you have better players, who knows what that could look like? Eddie Howe never been convinced. Sean Dyche, his style is horrible. So it's like, well, if you put him in a Tottenham job, what do you expect him to achieve there? But his style, but that's an aesthetics thing. His style, his style is effective. But not, but yeah, for Burnley, but not for the bigger teams. For the bigger teams, you need to be on the front foot. Unfortunately, we've never seen Burnley on the front foot. No, but no, for the bigger teams, you need to win to achieve your objectives. I'm, I'm more comfortable with Sean Dyche doing that as opposed to someone like Graham Potter because he'll play attractive football, but when mm -hmm. it counts, he won't win. But he but won. He won enough to keep uh, Brighton up, and he played a certain attractive style of a brand of football. Yes, I agree. That's, I, no, I, that's just, well. It's also mainly due to the fact of there were three worst teams in the league. But then you could say there were what, what four worst teams in the league than Burnley. Well, he's been in the league for about four or five seasons now, and he's always been. I've, I've seen. I've seen him. Uh, we've seen Burnley at their best, and they finished seventh, and they got Europa League football. I think. Well, it's all hearsay, probably, but a better. If he was at maybe a bigger club and he was allowed to do what he does, but what club would that be? That was going to give him what he wants. I don't. I, none of the big clubs operate like that. It's not about big club. I'm talking about it's clubs above Burnley right now. So, would Leeds do that? Would uh, Aston Villa do that? Would Leicester do that? Everton. Leicester, yes. Everton, they spend money poorly. Uh, Villa, maybe. Crystal Palace, yes, because they need a rebuild. I don't know. I just maybe, New, maybe Newcastle, maybe or maybe Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. Yeah, they, Newcastle. I mean, they, they, they got Stevens. I think he should go abroad. Like I, you think he's he gonna go abroad? Go abroad and because he he's not gonna get an opportunity here. That's Same true. way with or would a team abroad accept his style of football? Because their culture say, yeah. is a bit different. Why not? Like I get and probably not everyone thinks like me, but for me, it's about mm -hmm. being effective and winning. I don't care about style of football necessarily. 
But what, what, what I'm saying is this: he's 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 the matches that he wins with Burnley suits the, the Burnley style in terms of because Burnley are underdogs, they're willing to accept doing all the doggy work to gather their victories. You're not if you if you manage a bigger team, you're not going to get that. Players are going to be unhappy, and that's what I'm saying. That no, he's, players he's will accept if you're if you're winning. Players will accept it. But he doesn't have a track record of winning like that, which is why I'm saying Graham, I can't see how they would accept it. Graham Potter also doesn't have a track record of winning, nor does. Eddie Howe, and they were linked with bigger jobs. Fair enough. That's the point. That's the point I'm making. That well, Eddie, so Howe, Eddie Howe can get an opportunity, or should get an opportunity, or Potter should get an opportunity. I say Spurs. Is, why not John Dyche? He's, we know he's Premier League proven. For a while, uh, Eddie Howe was Premier League proven as well, but he got. He unfortunately, not unfortunately. I think he he, he just wasn't good enough defensively. He, he, but he didn't ever got his opportunity. I, I know, I know like, he never did. Like but people Dyche, were saying he should. I feel like with Sean Dyche, the opportunity was there to take the Everton job. I, I, I think it was two years ago, and he, and he completely bottled it for me. Was he approached for it? I think he was. I think he, he was. He was one of the names up there. I don't think anybody. Yeah, apparently, was they were like, very kind of like Eddie Howe was approached or Graham Potter was approached. But I'm pretty sure Eddie he had the opportunity to go to Everton was there, and he just said no. But. All right, all right, fair enough, then. I just don't. I just. I, I just. I, I just. Uh, look, I. I'm one of those people who just doesn't have a problem with Burnley. He, he does what he does, and it's effective for what they have to do. Like it's not. Yeah. You know. Of course, you don't like playing them because people don't like, um, especially the bigger teams. For some reason, fans don't like going up against low blocks. But it, for me, I don't have a problem with. It. I respect it. And plus, for someone who. Like the way I was like brought up watching football and stuff, but like Mourinho and Conte and stuff like that, I I don't mind watching low blocks. I don't mind watching teams defend. It's entertaining. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, Fair enough. Yeah. I hear. Uh, we move on to Manchester City. They beat, uh, I'd say, a pretty much relegated Norwich. Five goals to nil. Uh, goals from well, Tim Crew on goal. Jack Grealish got his first. Americ Laporte, Raheem Sterling, Riyad Mahrez as well. Yeah. <clears throat> Is it a warning sign, warning shot from City, or did we expect this this smashing? Uh, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we we knew what was coming. We knew what was coming last week. I told you when it's Liverpool versus Norwich, you already know the end result. There's no need to even think about it. Like you know what's happening here. So when Man City lose their first game of the season to Spurs and they're looking for a rebound match. With all due respect, there's no one better to face than Norwich Football Club. Hmm. That's, yeah. just, that's just pretty hard this straight up. Um, it was a, I, I predicted 4-0. It was 5-0. So I think, you know, for me, it's, it was one of those games. It's not a warning shot. What it is, is they needed a bounce back. A warning shot to everyone is when City do their thing against one of oh. their so-called top six, big six. I don't I don't really believe in a big six anymore, but big six opposition. When they beat one of them, but it's convincing, that's the warning shot because last year they also had a kind of like a slow start, but they still went on one the league anyway. So we can't really judge the first two games, but Norwich was a game they were always going to win. Was, for me, there was no way there was going to be any sort of shock. The statistics proved that. The way C approached it proved it. So, yeah, easy win. For me, not much to say on this one. Very, very easy win. Uh, Jack Grealish got his first goal for City. Um, is he opening his account? I mean, it was a very lucky goal. He's very fortunate to get that goal, but he scored it regardless. 
uh, Basil? Uh, no, I mean, I, for the life of me, I, I do not even understand the signing of Jack Grealish or what City were tr- are trying to achieve because there's similar players who play like him in terms of the likes of Bernardo Silva, <laughs> with the likes of Bernardo Silva, with the likes of Mares, um, Sterling, and you know, players who can do that. And when you look at what Grealish did at Aston Villa, his stats wasn't that impressive in terms of assists and goals. And I'm not the person to even bring that up. But I'm saying that when you're going to City, if you don't really have the if you don't have the end product back in, you're just another player because there's a lot of players who can do what he does. And secondly, he does hold on to the ball too much. I'm not too sure how effective he will be at City. I think it's a sloppy goal um, that uh, Norwich conceded for him to score. I think he, he he would have to adapt his game, which we'll see over time. But um, I, I, don't, I don't think anything changes for him because I don't think he'll score a lot of goals or potentially get a lot of assists at City. I think he's just another player they can rotate. But um, yeah, but we'll see. I, like I said, you, what, what, what you see with Grealish at Aston Villa, you still see at City. I don't know if we, if we can take his game to the next level or whether we will. But I think what you're seeing is, is what we've expected. Just a player can control the ball, a player can dribble and open up space. And yeah, <laughs> I have nothing more to say. I don't, I don't understand the signing in the first place. And I don't know what people expect. I think it's 100 million wasted because they could have strengthened other areas which are more important. But I don't know. City must know something I, I don't know about what that squad needs. Uh, Prime is is he being a bit too harsh? I mean, last season, Greg, I think he was one of the top chance creators uh, in the league before the injury. Um, I think similar stats and numbers to KDB. He is 25, and I think KDB is around 30, 31. So maybe it's a it's a fact that City are looking for the future. Or do you agree, Basil? I think uh, I don't. I I look. England fans rate this guy too highly, like especially during the Euros and everything. Yeah. They think he's just world-class player, and I don't see it yet. Like, I don't. I'm someone who has this mindset of, if you're shining in a smaller team, I don't really find that that impressive because it's not yeah. that hard. Like, for example, Saar, it's not that hard to be the best player at Crystal Palace. It's not that hard to be the best player at Aston Villa. However, when you make that step up, and you're the best player at Chelsea or Man United or City, whatever, to be the best player in those teams when they're performing at the highest level, that's when you should get applauded. And I don't think he's going to be. He's just going to be another cog in the machine. And you know the way Mahrez was viewed for the first year or so as Man City, Mm. where Mm. people just were calling him over uh, hype, overrated, because he wasn't... He wasn't creating those same moments of magic. He was mm. just playing within the system. I think yeah. I think Grealish is going to be the same thing. He's going to get goals and assists because of the way City play and that machine. But he's not going to be special anymore, if that's the right uh, wording or phrase. And look, I I don't think he's going to do. And there, if they even if they win the league this season, that doesn't prove anything to me. Grealish has to help them win the Champions League because mm. wh- why else would they spend a hundred mil on him? If I was City, I would have bought Harry Kane because they need a goal scorer, especially in in big games or big moments when, like the Champions League final, for example, if Kane played, he probably would have popped up with a goal. Grealish doesn't change the outcome of the final. But I don't know. Maybe I don't. Maybe I Pep see something none of us sees, yeah. and yeah, Grealish is going to end up doing something. But I no, can I, can I, can I, can I, 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 I,
Sorry, bro. I just want that because that's why I that's why I was sort of looking sideways at that 100 million price tag. Look, players don't determine their price tags, but in football, when you spend 100 million, or I'll say 80 million plus, or maybe even 70 million plus on a player, that player's supposed to be a game changer. Mm-hmm. I've never looked at him as a, as a game changer for Villa and like Prime said, when you're a smaller team where the expectations are lower and you go to a bigger team where the quality is so much higher around you as a collective, if you can stand out above them, that's great. And I think for his sake, he needs to stand out above the play- the City players this season because it's a tall task, but he needs to because you are the most expensive signing in their history, the most signing, expensive signing in Premier League history, the most expensive English signing. Whether you determine that or not, that's that's on you now, you know? So, you know, I, I, do, I do think he will do well, but... When I say do well, even myself, I don't know if that's doing well enough in the context of because he plays for City, you collect accolades, or do well as in command a spot where they say we cannot drop this man, we have to start him in every game. I don't see him doing that. If he does that, great. But until then, I'm not really sold either. Just, just that's what you're saying, Roger. Because I'm the same thing. I agree with what everyone is saying. I, I think my, my biggest issue is that when you pay about 100 million price tag. You want him to do what Bell did in his last season at Tottenham. That's that's the type of player that if you're spending that kind of money, I get it. Because um, similar to what Prime was saying, is that if you're going to be the best player in a small club, you need to be that um, that game changer more or less every game. And I remember Bell in that last season for Tottenham, he was the game changer more or less. Virtually nearly every game for Tottenham. So when Real Madrid come with that price tag, you understand because he's the difference maker in that team and he can be the difference maker for for um, um, Real Madrid. For Grealish, I never saw, like I said, he looked good on the ball, but I never saw that game-changing ability where he was the one that dragged Villa sometimes to the victory, or he was the one that made a difference in the key moments in games. He just looked good and looked better than everyone else, but he never had that. And I thought, well, if you're going to City and spending that kind of money in City, that's what you want. You want a player who had that impact Bell had at Tottenham in his final season to say that in those key moments when the Champions League final against certain big teams, we can rely on you to come up and drag us to victory. And like I said, I don't really see Grealish being that type of player, which is why I didn't understand the signing in the first place. I mean, just to jump off that, is Sterling was was is that or is that guy for City? Where was it in that, in that season where I think Pep won his first his first uh, Premier League? It was pretty much him that was scoring all the last minute goals, making sure City were getting over the line. And yeah. you, you, I, I don't think Grealish has has that in him as as well. So, yeah, it was quite odd that they spent that much money on it. But it's 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 a it's a, it's a seller's market, ain't it? so whoever whoever has the has the player commands commands the fee, and it was a hundred yeah. million, which I think is a detriment to Jack Grealish because I feel like he can play well and he will do well at City. It's just everybody's going to expect that he is going. He's yeah. he's the man now after KDB leaves. Yeah, I, I will say this. I'll say this. I think. It would have been a decent addition to the club if maybe they bought maybe a striker and maybe they paid less money. You wouldn't have really frowned upon and say it's a good addition to have and a good um, option to come off the bench. But then the problem comes when you spend a hundred million on the player and you're scratching your head thinking, why have you spent a hundred million on the player? Because you could have used that money to bought two players potentially. Even if you didn't go for Kane, you could have sourced another striker and maybe another midfielder. Because I don't think that area why such a midfield was a priority for City. I think they just cut their cupboard um, all over. I think maybe a striker, maybe another DM would have been the bigger priority. 
Um, exactly. We'll especially, especially if Foden is. Yeah. And it, again, maybe yeah, Pepsi yeah, is something yeah. we don't, but if Foden is really this special and generational, mm-hmm. there should be no need for Jack Grealish because Foden yeah. can do that. Um, again, just, Pepsi just probably the, sees, just, sees something, so I don't know. Yeah, just just for this comment, um, it's not that we're trying to judge him over one game. It's just more to do with the fact that when you come at City yeah, with that kind of price, like, the pressure is different. Yeah. We're not writing him off completely. We all think he's going to do well. It's just a case of, you know, we have to question it. It's from this day from day one, he's had a good start. He scored his first goal. You know, he's not he's not done terribly wrong or anything bad at all. Um, but yeah, anyway, regardless, we hit the point, and I think it's fair. We go over to Sunday as Tottenham beat Wolves by a goal to nil penalty from Delhi Ali. Six points for Nuno Espirito Santo, minus the defeat in, in midweek, but I guess they move in it. Um, <laughs> minus the defeat. <laughs> <laughs> I have to mention it there. I've got, I've got to get something. I can't. This, this team right Monza, here, it's, not a Premier League, it's not a Premier League game. This, this team right here are just embarrassing. <laughs> somewhere. Um, yeah, Nuno, Deli Ali. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about Deli Ali first, because a lot of people were writing him off, and after the game, a lot of lot of Tottenham fans were still writing him off, uh, just because he scored the penalty doesn't uh, make up for the last was it two years of form. Um, are they right with that, Kojo, or is there something in Deli Ali that nobody's seen? I think he got lost in the fact that, pardon, his own hype, maybe. I don't know if he believes in his own hype. I think, I think, obviously, I think he, he believes he's very good and he is, a, he is a good player. I think it's a case of that period of time when uh, Spurs dropped form dramatically. You're talking about a team that came third and then became second behind that fantastic Chelsea team. It's the card and, already. And I know yours, I know exactly who that is. <laughs> That's Jack. That's 100% Jack. Um, <laughs> Um, and the thing is I think um, when they dropped form he dropped form as well but he's been the epitome of Spurs form of late you know as as a whole under Mourinho under um, what's his name Pochettino towards the end of his tenure at Spurs but this is the worrying thing about him and maybe to my own detriment I kind of give him chances here and there Maybe I should stop thinking about that, that those two seasons he had when he first came to Spurs because that was electric. But yeah. the midfield he had behind him benefited him massively. Wanyama and Dembele did one hell of a job behind him, so he didn't have to worry about too much. His job was to go into the box and score goals, and he was doing it at a phenomenal rate. The goals he was scoring, the link-up play, the type of assists he was creating, it was, it was wonderful, you know? So I think what's happened with him is he just needs to find a way to adapt his game because Mourinho and Nuno are very different managers to the way Pochettino would have you when he had your Spurs. You need to now find a way to get your best form. A penalty doesn't hide that. Because the fact is, the reason they're saying that in the comments right now is because after that penalty, he did nothing. Again. And it's not good enough. So I actually believe in him. I actually think he's a good player, but I also think he's a player that needs a move. I think he needs somewhere fresh and he needs to think very very carefully about where he moves to because in this era of system players mm. 
he might have to find a, a team where the midfield is so good that he doesn't have to worry about anything else other than jumping into that box and scoring goals. Uh, I mean, I've I've heard uh, rumors that the Wolves are no Tottenham are about to sign uh, or trying to sign Adama Traore for forty million pounds now. Prime, why are they trying to spend forty million pounds on a, another winger with no end product? <laughs> I I don't okay. Chelsea were linked to Traore. I think maybe now about a month ago. Uh, that, because we couldn't sign Hakimi. So I'm assuming it's for Traore to play wing back mm. because you got Aurier's not good. And I, I rate Doherty. Um, I watch him when he plays for Ireland and stuff, but he, I, he just seems to have a loss of comfort. What's that? It's a shirt. It's, 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 it's a shame it has this this team the badge on it, but it's a beautiful shirt. Okay, okay cool. Uh, the worst team in London. Anyway, um, yeah, I just... <laughs> I just, I just, I, I, I break Traore. People talk about his end product and stuff, but I just think sometimes you got to play to his strengths. And plus, I'm assuming he's still, what, young, 24, 25. Mm. He's still got time to develop that end product. But I think if you build around him and Nuno knows what he's like, if he comes to Spurs, you'll be able to get a lot out of him. But 40 million is, it's a lot of money for Spurs to spend. Not in this day and age for, normal clubs but for spurs it is a lot of money mm. I, I can't believe it. i i i don't rate the at all to be honest he gives me signs of walk-up when like when i was at arsenal don't, and don't. people 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 say people well at least walk had a bit a bit more it pains me to say this <laughs> had end product yeah where it's rarely shown but he yeah. had end product okay i'll give, I'll give you that one but then my thing you is when he... 100 goals if you don't have end product. <laughs> okay, that's, true. that's true that's true that's true 10 I goals 10 assists and, and 10 consecutive seasons for arsenal so yeah i'll give you that i think my, my issue with yeah. double, he... <laughs> on average on average it's 10 uh 10 goals and assists per season Theo Walcott. We, we, but, yeah. we may have to have a discussion about Theo Walcott one day people we should, we yeah, but yeah, you know, Arsenal fans rate people like Pepe. No, Pepe doesn't start for Ivory Coast. The Walcott started right wing for England. I don't get it. But... <laughs> wow, wow. Sorry, he yeah, kind of stopped you in your flow there, Basil. Sorry, sorry. No, I interrupted you. My bad. I'm sorry. It's really, I'm sorry. It's really. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. This is the wrong time to bring me on. You should have put me on with Arsenal at least a while. When I could sort of talk a bit, but now it's just like, <laughs> he's kicking me while I'm down. <laughs> sorry, no, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. I'm rude. I'm, I, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, think, I think one of the issues I have with Adami is that when people say he can work for Nuno, Nuno knows him. Issues, when he was at Wolves, Nuno didn't really use him. So even if he moves to Tottenham, I don't see what changes. Um, Nuno rarely started him, rarely allowed him to finish 90 minutes. Um, I think the issue with Adame Traore is that he doesn't have an end goal in mind when he dribbles. And he's very predictable. Outright, even when they're showing him inside, he still wants to go on the outside. It's as if he's been functioned to behave like a robot. Just take on the outside and try and whip it in. Or even when he's dribbling, like he has no idea as to what he wants to do with the final ball. He's going to make that pass where he's going to slow down, look look at what is around him. And the miss he had yesterday is just, it just epitomizes Adama Traore. 
is that he's just not consistent enough. And I say this, there's no point having speed if you don't know how to utilize it effectively in the final third. And that's my issue with Adama Traore. Because people have this idea, because he has the attributes, he should be effective, but you need the brain to go with those attributes. And I think that's where he lets himself down. The football intelligence isn't there. And I don't think he would ever be there, if I'm being brutally honest. But do you not then just need the manager to get it out of you? You, you could, but then you could, and I agree with you there. But then at the same time, it's a very big risk for anybody who's going to take him. And he's and going to the issue. a manager which didn't I, get the best out of him either. At, at yeah. I think he did. Look, I even just watching the game at the weekend, the runs, like, I'm assuming that chance that he missed, you're talking about when... Yeah, one-on-one. Um, yeah. Yeah. Doing stuff like that is so effective. Mm. I, and I know he missed he missed the chance, How? yes, but I think the thing of if he's repetitively getting those sort of opportunities, he's going to learn. And, mm. like, he's not in his prime, by the way. He's, like, 20... 24, maybe. 24, 25. Yeah. He's going to learn. He's going to get better. Mm. Like, Salah, like, he only kicked on when he was, I think, 27 or something. 27, yeah. Yeah, so like people have to forget the way you develop, every, everyone doesn't develop at the same rate. Sometimes you can be world class at 19, sometimes you're world class at 27, 28. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you, it's not until you hit 31 and you hit your actual stride. So it's different for every player. Okay, well, I, I'd like to say it will bring me joy if Tottenham decide to send 40 million in a diamond trial because yeah, that means yeah. that's the budget, that's the budget done. <laughs> you can't lie, yeah. I think it's thing, sorry, the thing is though. I, I, I have this stupid feeling that he'd actually do very well at Spurs. Like, yeah. Because one, they've been screwing for a right winger for a while. Bergwijn, I'm not, I've never been convinced. I'm not thinking about the guy that had one night at Ajax. I don't think he's great yes. either. Um, so, look, that's not me saying he's better than Lucas or um, thing. he's just as inconsistent. He's just as, as I agree with Basil, the, the IQ is not there. And it's the end product. You know me, I criticise players that can dribble and beat four or five players and then have the end products of, well, I'll use a prime example of someone that I don't like. This might be controversial. Usman Dembele. That's an example for me. Um, but, yes, you know, so I don't like players like that. But that's the, that's the new fad in football, isn't it? It's dribbling or nothing. He does that in abundance. He beats players for fun. <laughs> Even if he doesn't know where he's going, he beats them. And plus he puts some, um, I don't know if it's olive oil or Vaseline on his arms. So he's very silky as well. So, um, <laughs> so, you know, you can't really stop him like that. But look, if he does go Spurs, Nuno will use him because he's the only one that's used him correctly in England. That's 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 the be one end with him. So we'll see what he does with him. But 40 million is a push though. Me personally, I wouldn't pay any more than 25. That's it. Mm. Mm. I know you're going to pay 40 million for a backup, but that's what the, the Liverpool fan was saying. He'd take him at Liverpool. With. That's still going to be the cost, mm. or probably more than that, to take him away from Wolves that don't really have the, the the funds to to spend trying to find somebody else. That's, that's rude. That's unnecessarily rude, Jack. <laughs> Jack, you don't need to be so bad, wait, man. Wait, so what did he say? What did he say? He said that all oh, the Spurs players were in the bottom set of every subject, apart from Kane and Son. Nah, Son is also bottom set. He's these guys. <laughs> they, they got no. Again, I rate Son, but it's not until the last. I called Son world class up until right. last season. When you actually look at him, okay. he's so inconsistent. If not for the fact that he will score in the occasional big games, mm. people wouldn't people wouldn't really look at this guy because his numbers are not insane. Yeah. Not okay, on a consistent basis anyway. Like I, 
I, I, he's again, he is one of Spurs' best players, but he's not better than Kane. No, I don't think he's he doesn't start for Liverpool, doesn't start for Man United, doesn't start for City, doesn't Ooh, start for United. Chelsea. I, I, I kind of agree. I kind doesn't, of agree. If, he, if, he start, if he starts for if he plays for Arsenal, but he doesn't bad goals <laughs> because they don't create, <laughs> like, I don't I, again. And I like Son, but I think people need to kind of be. We're in this day and age of if you score in big games, you're highlighted a lot more. Yeah, that's true. Kane's now being disrespected for all the work he's put in for them. Like, I, it is, it is what it is. It's not my problem. Let's talk about uh, Harry Kane. Of course, I think was it nine days or yeah, nine days left, or what is it? No, seven days left in the uh, transfer window. Nobody seems to have put the major bid in. There were a few boos from the Tottenham fans. Yes, of course, on top of the the massive abuse that he got on Twitter, um, is there a place for him still at this Spurs side, or is is that bridge burnt? Of course, there is. The Spurs side, he is Spurs. <laughs> they, booed, they, they booed him. They booed him at the bus, and then when he came on, was applauding. They started singing, "He's one of our own." Of course, he he runs the club, man. Like, he runs the club, man. That's his club, man. It is. It's done. He's staying there, by the way. He's staying there. That's it. He's not going to City. No way. They're not going to pay that. I don't I don't believe they're going to pay it. If they're going to pay it, I think they would have done it by now. If they yeah. do a last day thing, I'll be very surprised because if they try and do last day, then Daniel Leaves going to slap it up to 200. There's mm-hmm. no way he's taking that last second. Fair enough. We oh, apparently I was wrong. Apparently it was the Wolves fans that booed him at the bus. So the Spurs fans are still with him. So I have a way. There you go. Okay, makes sense. What's that, Basil? I said it makes sense, but yeah, he's not getting anyway. And um, yeah, I've, the thing is this: I, I don't, I don't know who takes him. Even even if he stays this season, I don't know who takes Kane because there's only a certain amount of clubs. Um, even if even if it's a reduced transfer fee, <laughs> there's only a certain amount of clubs who. And <laughs> Gary will probably do that. There's only a certain amount of clubs who would actually pay his wages or whatever wages he would he would want. And by then those clubs may already have the players. I mean PSG, you know, if Mbappe stays, they already have the players. If Haaland is available, come for a reduced uh, minimum fee release clause and come next season, you know, City may decide we can go for the younger player who will score just as many goals as Kane. Um, United, if they get right with with maybe Greenwood up front, if he starts to um, improve his game and also take to the next level. They may think, well, we don't need to go and spend close to 100 million on Kane by next season. So I think if, it, if the move doesn't happen this season, I don't know what move he gets after because then he's then he'll be 29, 29 next season, going on to 30. And someone say, well, would we really want to risk paying that much for someone who's, on the, who's going to be reaching 30 and, and has, has a history of, of injury problems? And obviously someone whose mobility also looks like it's, it's actually going as we saw at the back in the last season and during the Euros. He doesn't seem to have the legs in him um, as he once did. So then all of us come into play. And so, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a funny situation. I'd, I'd spend 150 on him. Me too. <laughs> Me too, yes. Yes. I would have bought him instead of Lukaku. <laughs> <laughs> All day, bros. I, 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 I get it. Anybody would, but what I'm saying is that 
But look at it from the club's perspective. Once they have the players that they have, they say at, it comes to a point that do we really need Kane? Because at the moment, in, before um, Chelsea bought Lukaku, maybe United come the end of last year, they wouldn't be thinking, well, we need a striker. But then obviously, Chelsea got Lukaku now. If, if United have a good season and Green, Green would step up, they may say, well, do we need another striker if we have the prospect who's now showing that he can do it for us? If, yes, if, yes. if City decides to go for Haaland next season, they say, well, do we really need Kane? So then making the move, not making the move at the right time, it then limit your options moving forward. And I think that's the worry. I think clubs would love to have Kane, but it's a point where, is it realistic? Considering we how need much him. Man, Man United cannot... I rate Listen. Greenwood, but he's a kid. You can't rely on him. I you shouldn't rely on him. You shouldn't say that. You, you shouldn't, but when he scores 30 goals this season, I'm just using that as an example. Maybe if, this could be his breakthrough season. What happens if he does that? If he scores 30 goals, I think that's super impressive. But what I would, I would also say is, I know we're going to talk about United soon, but we're not going to really talk about this because for me, it's not really United to talk about. But Cavani's going in a year. You still don't know if you can rely on Anthony Martial, which for me, I know I definitely can't. So, you know, that leaves one striker who also plays on the right wing. And it's, for me, it's about having a variety. Sancho can play left to right. Greenwood can play right striker. Rashford can play on the left. Bruno will play behind them. Bro, Kane if a world-class striker... We're acting as if Kane can't play number 10 either. Mm, he could play number 10. Having the yeah. likes of Greenwood, Rashford, Martial, Sancho running off Kane is dangerous. I, I think is, if United yeah. buy Haaland, it's a waste of... It's tough to say, but it, it is a waste of money. Ooh. A waste? At seven, well, oh, no, no, okay. Well, a waste. Million? Well, a waste. Kane, it would be a better fit for Man United than Haaland. Oh, yeah, I agree, I agree with that. Oh. Mm. Not I mean, with, with Kane, though, I mean, he's got, after this year, he, he will have two years left in his contract. So well, that will be a reduced price. He'll be 30, so that will be a reduced price. Mm. Haaland is going to be the player that City will go for if they don't go for Kane this season, which I don't think they will. But then they, that comes with a risk because there will be other options for Haaland. Real Madrid will be there. Uh, I'm pretty sure Barca will, will try to stick their neck in. Oh, those guys are broke. They, they ain't getting nobody back. <laughs> no, but I'm, pretty sure, but I'm pretty sure if you can convince... Mbappe, to, that's going to be Mbappe's next destination, Real Madrid. And if they're broke like that, then they shouldn't be able to so, fall so Just a quick question for you, Kay. Because I guess in the past, when he even moved to Real Madrid and Barca... They um, take pay cuts. Um, <laughs> but I think everyone has gone there to play with certain players at those clubs. It's not mm. just for going around in Barcelona. It's just they also have the top quality players. Looking at those two squads, they don't even have the players where, if I'm a player, I'm thinking, who am I actually going to play with? Here's the, no thing about that. Here's the thing about that, though. I believe Mbappe goes to Madrid and Pogba follows. I think Pogba's going next season on the free. So that's yeah. two players that, that play well together, are going to play well together. So imagine if you add Haaland to that. That's 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 not that's not a uh, that's, that's not a sniff your nose at. Up that's at. juicy. Yes, that's, that's juicy. That's a very good side. Um, on that note, anyway, but I think Haaland... Is going to be a risk for a lot of players. You, I don't. I generally don't know where he's going. It's up. It's up in the air at, at this point. So Kane right now might be the best option for a lot of teams, especially teams in the Premier League. Mm. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, 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 I still think because um, he, he's got three years. I still think he'll be there up until when he has one year left in his contract. And I think mm. that's when Daniel Levy will decide <laughs> maybe signs himself to cash in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Manchester. We were talking about Manchester. That will go there. Southampton one, Manchester United one. 
21 in 22. Coach Kojo. <laughs> What's happening? Because it seems no, like no. he's already been derailed. Don't, don't give me that 21 and 22 stuff, fam. Listen, you this is what I don't get. We're talking about us. It's you lot that were giving it. When you say you lot, get me out of that, bro. <laughs> don't, don't, I'm not involved in that. Listen, look. United fans were excited about Leeds, and I get it. You win 5-1, it's Rose's derby, it's Leeds. You also beat them 6-2 last year. So you've got to calm yourself down in these situations. These games are the games where you need to find a win. You're not going to win every single game. Of course not. And to be fair, they didn't lose the game. They dropped points. But that's why United fans have meltdowns because they feel like, oh, okay, firstly... I feel like, yeah, I, I, heard not, that. I heard that as well. He yeah, said, I'm, I'm sure you did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I said they never, never land. Um, <laughs> but um, no, you know, it's just... It, it, it's a draw. It's a draw. There's no need for a meltdown. At the same time, that's the same reason why you shouldn't be so... Over the top, over the over the um, top about it. People are saying, "Oh, it's going to be eight 0 because it was nine 0 last year." And all that. Calm yourselves down. Calm yourselves down. Relax. Let the season go. It's four points out of six. Not even a bad start. Let me take over for you there, coach. Go on. You see, forget the results. Your issue, Manchester United, not achieve anything this season. And the reason why I say this is because you have certain certain players which you just seem to have bondage with. What if Fred is still doing at that club? I will never. He is absolutely dreadful. Cannot pass to save his life. Cannot pass to save. And what he's still doing there, how he's still starting games, I will never know. Um, secondly, Martial, the less said about him, the better. I just have no idea what on earth is going on with him. I mean, I've never really rated him. I've never really rated him that highly, but then he's gone from being just a good player to like an, an extremely poor player. Yeah. And Wait, who's, that, this story? who's this? Martial. Anthony Martial. Oh yeah, right. please go ahead. And and then and then lastly, I've, and I had a problem because when people when people, when you guys bought Varane, people thought, oh, that was your centre back issue sorted, right? My issue is that I still think United still need to replace Maguire. I think Maguire is a good squad player to have a good season. But I, I don't, but listen, I don't think he's a top quality centre back as what people say he is over the course of a season. Because and even when you look at even when you look at the goal that you conceded, right? When you highlight what Maguire is in, I don't know why he's going down to ground in the manner that he did before. Um, what, what was, what was, what was well. the tweet? Yeah, so, so <laughs> someone said, yeah, instead of defending, he decided to um, fight oh, racism. Take the knee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you know what? Let me, can I just cut in one second there? Can I just cut no, in no, one go, go ahead, go ahead. With Maguire, and you're talking to someone that didn't want him in the first place, and I've trashed him on this show before, so I'm not going to try and backtrack on what I've said before. But I will say this. I feel like last season and in the Euros, he had a good spell. He played very well. So... What we're looking for him to do this year is obviously still to the occasion. You are now, you not even now, you are captain. you got a better partner coming up in Varane. Eventually, when he really starts, and when that's going to be. Um, but I feel like people need to come a bit more slack. I think he's done better, and I'm, that's me saying that. I think he's done a lot more better than people actually realise. Um, as for Martial, quickly. Okay, I'm going to say this as well. You, 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 know, how, you know my feelings on him. I don't have to even elaborate too much. But... Why, why I'm going to take my time with this guy is like this. You had a five-month injury. Mm-hmm. So find your match sharpness. And then when you're match sharp and I can see it, 
I expect things. Yesterday, he was anonymous. I said to KO, KO's, I said, oh yeah, look, Marshall's like, KO's like, huh? Marshall's playing? When, did, when was he on? He didn't know he was there. But that's the whole point. Like, I feel like he's lacking that sharpness right now. United fans love to talk about him linking up play and all that. For me, I want my striker to be just going to look for goals. Just look for goals. Link up play is beautiful. But add goals to your tally as well. Last season was a disgrace. For me, this season, I've told, I've said it, he needs double digits by December. It's a long way, you know. We're only in August. Double digits by December. That's even me setting the, the bar low for a striker that plays for one of the top teams. But if he doesn't have that, au revoir. It's yeah. over. We'll see, we'll see what happens anyway. But, but like I said, but even Maguire, and, and this is my issue, because I still think, I think that's it. I think he's a decent defender. I think he's a good good squad player. But I think if United United actually looking to win something, you need an assured defender. He still has mistakes in him. He still has times where he's not always aware as to where the striker is. And I think in key games, that's the difference. I think in key games, it's going to cost you um, points. Because you look at what Diaz did for City, how Bayou was for City winning the trophies that they won last season. You look at Van Dijk when he came to Liverpool. It didn't matter who you put next to Van Dijk. He was assured. And that guy that made everybody else look look better because he was that good. With Maguire, I don't think it matters who you put next to him. You still see flaws in his game. And, and I'm thinking if United are serious about winning things, but you shouldn't be a long-term defender. That's, that's, that's not that's not fair. Like comparing him to Van Dyke is not fair. I'm not, compar- I'm, not, I'm not comparing to Van Dyke. I'm just using that as an example. Is that if United want to win things, you need a reliable defender over the course of a full season. I don't think he's reliable. Maguire is a reliable defender. He is, he's one, whether you like it or not, he is one of the best in the Prem. That's because we don't have that many good centre backs in the Prem. That's the reason why. Yes, but you guys also rate Diaz off of one season. I'm not saying, but he was effective for that. I'm not rate. I'm saying he was effective for City in that one season. Yeah, but Very you know why? Because the partnership worked. Diaz is not a he. He's not a titan of a defender like uh, like Van Dijk or Ramos or Terry or anything. He he's good, but what works is because they have a partnership that works. You, you either get a world class defender. Or you just build a partnership, and United have brought in Varane, and he's going to compliment Maguire. I don't think so, but we'll see how the season goes anyway. Well, I I rate Maguire. I like again, um, like would I have him at Chelsea over what we have? Yes, he's better than Christensen and Rudiger. Oh, you think he's better than Christensen and Rudiger? Yes, I don't rate Christensen and Rudiger. Fair enough. I don't I, see. I, I I don't, but yeah, I, I don't. Like why there's a bit like why are we we're playing a back three because we don't have quality <laughs> center backs. That's a big yeah. part of why we play a back three. Or a back I agree, but I, I, I still think Maguire has I've seen too many of these flaws across like how many like, look at this, how many mistakes did Diaz really make last season? Not that many. I've seen Maguire make countless amounts of I've seen mistakes. Diaz make mistakes. I've seen Diaz get spun easily. I mean, to be fair, look, all the defenders make mistakes. I've seen, I've seen Van Dijk. But how many but but I, but you can make mistakes. a highlight reel of the amount of mistakes that Maguire has made. I can make a highlight reel of the amount of mistakes Van Dijk makes. But not as much as, not as much as, as uh, you, you, know, you, you will be surprised. You will be surprised. You know, but you know, no, no, you know what the problem is, yeah? Yeah. yeah. 
everyone makes mistakes. It depends on if the mistakes cost you or not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because for example, the, the, yeah. last season when Chelsea lost five-two uh, to West Brom, the mistakes that we made, I've seen us make those mistakes in previous games and the games following. But because someone recovered for that player, it wasn't exposed and we didn't concede. But mistakes happen all the time. Um, Van Dijk makes mistakes. I'm not gonna say all the time, but he makes a lot of mistakes. But because they don't get exposed or, you, or Liverpool don't concede, or he himself recovers for it. Then no one talks about it at all. People will pick up Varane or will pick on Maguire because they expect 85 mil to automatically be better than Van Dyke. Mm. He's not better than Van Dyke, but that's the price tag in this day and age. The same way Grealish is 100 mil, but he's not, for example, I don't want to bring this up, but he's not better than Pogba. But all of a sudden, what, are you going to expect Grealish to be better than Pogba? No, but it's just price tag in this day and age. It's just the way, the, it's just. The, what football is now. Price tag doesn't, doesn't automatically factor in how good you are or how better you are than someone else. It's just how much the club values you and how much you need that player. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to go off that point, like Trent last season, compared to the season he had before Van Dyke, he was getting spun like no man's business last season. But now Van Dyke's back, I imagine he will have a better season this year. So to that point, I, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. Um, we were talking but when, when you left uh, Prime about Manchester United's uh, <clears throat> title uh, chances this season. They were saying 20, 21 and 22. They, now they're saying, oh, we, we, they, they need time. Ole needs time. Uh, this team is very young. Blood, ratata, all, all that nonsense trying to cover for two weeks ago, it seems. Um, <laughs> what, what are their chances this year? Are they going to uh, be in the top four? Are they going to challenge for the for the for the Premiership? Premier, we'll call it better call it Premiership, but the Premier League. Are they going definitely to for, a, for a cup? They'll definitely get top four. I look at I look at them more as favourites in Liverpool. Mm. I think you know, like my if United won the league, it wouldn't necessarily. It wouldn't necessarily surprise me because I don't underestimate Oli. I think this guy just disrespected too much. I rate him. Is he, he? He's not better than Klopp or Pep or Tuchel, but I don't know. He he gets he seems he gets the best out of what he has, and because maybe people don't like him or don't like his style of player for whatever reason, they discredit a lot of things that he does. You know, uh, and. I don't know. United have to win a trophy this season. I think targeting an FA Cup or something, or Carabao, like they should be able to win one of those. Can they win the league? Yes. Will they win it? No. Like in my opinion, I still look at City as favourites. Mm. But again, if if United finish second, it's not beyond their capabilities. Mm. Especially like they've they've got all these like world class players in abundance. There should be no reason why they can't finish second. Or they can't finish third, you know. So, <laughs> I just, so I just realized after this comment, because Michael thought you were talking the things. He's like, oh, he goes, wait, wait, hold on, what? We <laughs> <laughs> are about to call Josh Ollie. No, I don't call. I, I, I rate Ollie. I like. I, I don't know. He's look. He's in the top ten coaches of the world, and he's on that list. He's he's on that. The UEFA list that just came out, he's on that list. Whether people like him or not, he's on that list. He's, he's one of the best. Better. He's one of he's one he is one of the best managers in the league. 
that's more down to him being at Manchester United, though. Would you say coming yeah, into the job at, when he was coming into the job at United was was yeah. he? Was he a fate? Was he going to take Manchester United to the next level? Yes, he's taken them back to the to the uh, Champions League consistently, yeah. uh, which is which is it's a positive. But mm. when you think of Manchester United, you think of winning trophies, you think of yeah. winning Premier Leagues and Champions Leagues and competing for those. Yeah. But in the Champions League, apart from that PSG game, he got uh, he got what's it knocked out last season in the group stage. He got okay. to the final of Europa League, which was a step above uh, getting to semi-finals, which once yeah. again a positive. But he also lost. And I'm I'm going to say this with knowledge, knowing that our team also lost to this team to a villa a bad a Villarreal side that isn't exactly. No, we can't do that. No, we can't do that. But, uh, United Emery is a tactician and a Europa League specialist. Did what? Do United fans really think they'd brush them over? Chelsea beat them on penalties in the Super Cup. Like what? Listen. I didn't I didn't underestimate Villarreal. Like I thought we'd beat them two one, like an extra time or something. I didn't think we'd even take they'd take us to penalties and they did. Brian, People need to give Brian, them more respect. Brian, I, I warned my own fan base about that game, you know, they didn't want to yeah. hear it. I warned them, they're like, oh, this should be an easy victory. I said, exactly. you know your team. Forget about Villarreal. Exactly. And like people yes, Ollie should get criticism at times. But also look at these players. If these players are supposedly world class. Can they not be criticised when things go wrong? In that final, for example, yeah. where was Martial? Where was uh, like Pogba? Where was Bruno? These world-class players. Where was Rashford? Mm. This is the stage where, there's, especially Villarreal, is so bad. It's embarrassing Oli lost to them. It's also embarrassing these world-class players lost to them as well. Right? Is that not fair? Fair, yeah, fair. And saying where has Oli, um, did I, ex like when he first got the job or anything, like... He's taking. He's now taking them to a point where he's built a great. He's built a good team, or potential to be a great team. And if another manager was to take them over from this point, they could go on to win something. Can Oli win them something? Mm. Yes. Can he win them the league or Champions League? It's to be determined. However, he he deserves a chance to see. Or yeah, that's the right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he deserves a chance, in my opinion. Anyway. Will he get that chance over the course of the season? I don't, I could see him getting sacked by December. Just based on the fact of I I well you, I don't I know because United will go United will go on a bad run. Yeah, but United could go on a bad run of form and they could just sack him because they've had the fan bases. But what he's done so far at United since he's came in, if Poch had done that, everyone would be loving him. If Poch lost that Europa League final, people would be saying, "Oh, uh, Pogba didn't show up." Bruno didn't show up. It's not Potter's fault. So I think Ali should get the same praise. As much as people want to criticize him when things go bad, praise him when things go well. They beat Leeds 5-1 and everyone was loving, lo loving it. So why is it when they draw against Southampton, it's Ali's fault? But when they won last week, no one gave Ali credit. I, I, I don't get it anyway. But, you know. And like I've heard people ask me, like, would I take Ollie at uh, Chelsea and stuff? No, probably not. However, there are some. <laughs> listen, no, but there are some managers that that suit certain clubs. For example, mm. and because I know what Chelsea's like, we don't give managers time. Like Klopp mm. when he went to Liverpool, and we, you, you know, uh, his first half season, what well, he got to the Europa League final. Next season, got to the Champions League final, lost. 
the season after uh, he lost the league in that manner, even though he won the Champions League. That's two and a half seasons. He wouldn't even get like uh, it, he wouldn't even get a season and a half after losing that um, Champions League final. The manner that he did, he gets sacked at Chelsea. I know that for a fact. So, like, you, he, there's just some managers that suit certain clubs. Oli would suit United because they're going to give him that time. Klopp suits Liverpool. He's going to give him that time. But on so, to, to uh, put into context, yes, Manchester United mm-hmm. and Chelsea are on, on very similar levels and trajectories. But in terms of, um, aren't that, isn't that what Chelsea, oh, Manchester United fans or any fan in the Premier League want? They want their team and their managers to be held accountable at the at the highest level. So if they get to a Europa League final and they get mm-hmm. beaten by a Villarreal, which mm-hmm. on paper, and I understand that Unai Emery's attack is, and it comes to the uh, Europa League, he's, he's, he's a master, but unless it's for Arsenal, of course. Um, nah, that's Arsenal's fault he lost, don't do that. Come on now. I, no, 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 I remember that game. In the first half, you guys should have been 2-0 up. Oh. Uh, you should have been. You should have beaten us based off the first half, and you didn't. Second half, well, you know, but it is, we're not talking about Chelsea. It's fine. We'll talk about it in a minute. But no. But so, um, my point was, why is Ole given? Why should Ole be given the benefit for the doubt of even though he has improved Manchester United tenfold from where they were at this point? But a cert, but other managers that I think I think everybody would agree that are top ten before Ole. Mm-hmm. Um, would get them over a line, but okay, I say over over what line though? The trophy line. They want trophies at this club. They want yeah. Big okay, players. but look at the okay. Let's look at the other people talk about semi-finals and stuff. He's bottled uh, semi-final against Chelsea, which in I remember in that season they beat us uh, three times beforehand, and in that semi-final game, United rotated heavily. From what I can remember, they played City in the Carabao Cup. Uh, they, I think they did they beat them in the first leg or something, and then City beat them in the second. Yeah. And that game is against Pep. So if you expect Oli to beat Pep, then you're mad. <laughs> in a big stage, in a because yeah, City but, take the Carabao Cup seriously but, in a big stage like that, if you expect them to beat Oli, like no, but there's 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 the point I'll, as well. I'll, I'll, Arsenal beat Arsenal beat Pep. Arteta beat Pep in the final. And yeah, Pep is not good. Uh, Oli uh, Arteta is not good enough. So let's not do that. <laughs> But again, my, and my point is, like, I get, I know he's not a world class manager, mm. so, but so why are people expecting? It's as if people expect him to win the league, and if he doesn't, it's embarrassing. Or win the Champions League, and if he doesn't, it's embarrassing. I remember that when they no, got so that draw for the Champions League. They, they want to. I feel like United fans, and totally yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, they want to feel that they're in the race for these for these things. They want but, to feel that they 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 go they can win the Premier League. They want but, to feel that they can win the Champions League. But, but they are. Team, are they? They are. But again, how, it's, how many points did they finish off City last season? Is it ten? No, thirteen. It's been more than that. Okay, but they finished up at that City team. I remember in was it November, December, or something like that. People were saying this City team could go on and win the quadruple. The city team that got to the city, or not December. When is it when they finally went top? January, February? January, February, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that time people were saying they could go on and win the quadruple. The city team that um, got to the, won the Carabao Cup, got to the FA Cup semi final, got to the Champions League final. They could have won a treble, not never mind a quadruple. Hmm. 
This great city team that Pep has built for four or five years now. This great city team that has KDB, the best player in the Premier League, that has fallen in this generational talent. Sterling's world-class, all these world-class players against this city team, really. But what do people really expect from, realistically? Not the thing of, we're Manchester United, we should be winning the league. No, because your history doesn't dictate what you should be doing right now. Fair enough, but on paper, I'd, I'd say that this Manchester United team has a, has a, a, a very good side. There are a few world-class players in this Manchester United team. So wouldn't a better manager mm-hmm. get them over the line? But I don't know. But again, a better, you say a better... You're saying, yeah? do you expect Ole to beat Pep in a final? If that's the case, then would you say that about Poch? Would you expect Poch to beat Pep in a final? Or no, would, I don't. Would, and you wouldn't. Expect, but could, could you think... Could, could it be a logical um, ending? That Poch no. No? No. I would trust, I would trust Ole more. I would trust Poch. And again, that's not probably not even saying by much because they're both on the same level, in my opinion. Like Poch went into, he came in in um, December, was it? Oh, PSG. Uh, for, for PSG. Yeah. And he lost the title and couldn't win the Champions League with that team. If right. Oli did that, do you know the abuse he would get? And mm. I haven't seen anyone criticize Poch. I, I can't speak French, but I imagine... And yet, Poch is, a, well, Poch is supposed to be this world-class manager, and he doesn't get criticised. United fans are defending Poch, saying, that's oh, true. he came in mid-season, that's it's that's not true. his team, that's let that's him true. rebuild. Yeah. If that's the case, and Poch just got given Messi, uh, hmm. Hakimi, uh, Ramos, and Donnarumma, and Oli's now, for a year, been begging for Sancho, he just got him. He hmm. just got Varane, and he still hasn't got a DM. And he's begging for a backup fullback or right uh, right back. Then what 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 do you expect? Honestly, I just like I just think people should temper um, expectations because if, nah, if I, I disagree to a degree, I think you can do that. But when you get to certain positions at like semi-finals and finals, you should be yeah. have the ability to win those one-off games. Like I said, Arteta did it. I don't mm-hmm. rate Arteta as a manager at all, but he got to a final and won that mm-hmm. one-off game. And I think that is the measure of whether a manager is suited for a big club. When when they get to those key moments, if you can't if you can't finish off those one-off games, it would be semi-finals or finals. Yeah. I don't think you're made for the big clubs. And he's had more than one. He's had multiple opportunities, to, as Cable said, to get United across the line, and he's failed to do so. Arteta I, has done it. He's I don't rate Arteta's manager, but he's done it. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me is a measure as to whether you're suited to manage a big club or not. I, I, I still, I still agree with you in terms of. I think we should still give Ole this season. I think it, personally, I think he still deserves this season to see it through and see what he can achieve. But I think mm-hmm. if he doesn't win something, I, I think questions will have to be asked as to whether he should be the right man to continue with United. Okay, I think that's what you say. He's done well to get them as far as he can. Now let's bring in someone else who can now finish the job. But okay, so you say measure of being at a big club, Koja. Let me these. The stages that Oli should have got through, these semi-finals and final stages, where were your world-class players then? Pogba, Bruno, Rashford, Martial, when, when where were these world-class games, players? When, when it came to these games, the apart from the Sevilla loss, because I feel like the players that was on them, they wasted chance after chance after chance and fumbled that. I think the main frustration of Oli and a lot of these other games was his decision-making in terms of substitutions and all that. Now we can go on the players, of course. When players play, for, play poorly, you have to get onto them. But when 
a player is playing poorly and you've got enough time to make a change or if the system's not working and you've got enough time to maybe try something different. I think fans would be more forgiving if he didn't make so-called like sort of, sort of like like for like changes. I think if he made changes that try to make something happen different, I don't know. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to suggest anything, but if it was maybe like a, a midfielder for an extra striker, you might lose balance and you might lose shape of the team, but I think fans would be more forgiving in thinking that he tried to put on an extra attacker just to make sure they can try and be more of a threat going forward. I think that's where the problem is um, with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and United fans. So that's why they're not as forgiving with him. And when it comes to the players, a lot of the players have let you down as well. So we can talk about the players as well because there's plenty of players here that I keep saying, stop holding on to these guys when you know they don't do the job on a consistent basis for you. Forget even consistent. Even on bits here and there, they're so inconsistent that it's scary to watch. So I think that's where it comes from. But he has to do a lot better in terms of his tactical and his management in terms of um, substitutes. For me, management management of players is fine. It's the substitution side of it. That I agree with that. If it doesn't improve, if it doesn't improve that again, then it's going to be the same. Yeah. Oh, doesn't it? That's what's going to happen. Final last year, I warned people about Villarreal, but he didn't make his first sub until what was it? Hundred and. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, 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 it didn't make sense. It didn't make sense. Yeah, it didn't make sense. So that's, that's and I agree. There are things. I true, and it, there are definitely things you need to improve on, at times tactically. But it's it's just when I see everything being blamed on him, mm. and it's like no one looks at other things and other factors. No, like for, like again, if that was me and I was watching it, it's only at times there's only so much I can blame him for. I would also look at my my best my best players and be like, why aren't you guys turning up or at least performing? Because if I at least I see you guys giving everything and yet we're still losing in these games, and I can say, okay, it's definitely Ollie's fault. But I can't give everything on Ollie. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Anyway, Monday night it was one one. Let's go to um. <laughs> I was about to go there. Don't worry. It's been, it's been a long podcast, and we still got the biggest game of the of the, of the night. To talk about obviously uh, Manchester um, Manchester United Arsenal nil Chelsea two goals from the inevitable Roman Lukaku and Reese James with just a finish that a right back should not be finished but anyway uh, shall we be miserable or should we shall we shall we be happy which which one uh, we... I want I want tears so you want tears Basil yeah. <laughs> here we go go on Basil this is your woman bro. This is your moment. This is your time to shine. You've been Arteta, you've been Arteta out when, for the moment he came in. So, yeah, I, I, I don't even think there's enough time for me to because then <laughs> we'll go into that famous cable rant. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's, it's diabolical what is going on at Arsenal from top to bottom. We basically have two interns running that club in Arteta and Edu. Edu has not got a clue. Edu, I, honestly, what Edu is doing at the club yeah, is criminal because... <laughs> the players we're going for and the prices that we're playing for some of these players is unbelievable. And it's crazy what, um, I, I think it was Kroenke who came out. I can't remember, maybe it was Kroenke that came out and said, oh, where we're looking to buy, we're looking to do like the youth policy again. I was like, again, we've done this twice over. When yeah. Wenger got rid of all the experienced players and then brought in the likes of Walker and co and said he wanted to do youth, it didn't work. But we tried to do the British core in Ramsey, um, Jenkinson, 
And I can't remember, there was about five or six, and Kieran Gibbs and all of those. We tried to do the youthful policy in British players. It didn't work. And now they're trying to focus with this ridiculous excuse again about, oh, we're looking to buy youth and do a youth project. I'm like, the youth project at Arsenal does not work whatsoever. I mean, paying 50 million for Ben White was criminal. First, I, I, really, I really knew about Ben White. And I said to a friend, I said, you can tell, I said, when he came from Brighton, I said, I didn't even know who Ben White was at Brighton. And I said, you can tell a good a player is good, even at, even at a small club, because they stand out. Now, I don't watch um, Brighton that much, but I said, when I did watch them, no one stood out. So when I heard 50 million for Ben White, I was like, what is going on? Because the matches I watched, he didn't even stand out as a defender. And we saw what happened first game. Tavares, I don't know what we're looking to do with Tavares. Honestly, I don't know what we're looking Who else have we signed? I've lost it. I mean, Lokonga's one for the future. Tavares still, is one for the future as well. Yeah, still finding his feet. Tavares, the thing is that with Tavares, we knew, we knew that we bought him as a backup. We didn't buy Tavares to be our long for left back. So you can't even get excited about that signing because he's not there to actually change Arsenal's fortunes. Udgaard, uh, Udgaard, personally, I wouldn't have signed him. I think Udgaard is a good player. I think for another team, he does well. But you can tell in the system he played in last season under Arteta, he didn't thrive because it's too rigid. Arteta didn't allow him to be as creative as he could be. And I didn't understand the sign because I'm like, well, we didn't work under Arteta in the first place. What makes you think he's going to work under Arteta now that we're actually a worse team this season. And Arteta is just an absolutely clueless manager. I mean, I'm sick and tired of his interviews because he's like, he says all these things, but doesn't rectify it. How many times is our tactic going to be? Pass, 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 and that's and him cross it. I mean, we know it does not work, but we're still trying that same system. And he's still trying to use the excuse, even though he says oh, he's not going to make an excuse, but he always mentions it, but oh, I have all these um, experienced players missing. Even with those experienced players, we're still playing crap. It doesn't make a difference. I mean, like I said, I can go on for about the next two hours. About keep, going, keep going, keep going, keep <laughs> going. <laughs> Not too long, man. I'm still at work. I need to get out of here. Because, because, because and then our centre-backs. Oh, my goodness gracious me. I don't know how many times we're going to regurgitate bringing back Holding and the likes of Chambers into this team. These two have survived like three or four managers already. Why are they still there? I don't understand. Pablo Mari, <laughs> Arteta actually signed off signing this guy um, on a permanent basis. That guy, yeah, I don't even want to discuss that performance because I witnessed the crime yesterday. I witnessed the crime. What the couple did to him yesterday was absolutely criminal. And everybody just watched. Those are some players. The rest of the team just watched as this guy humiliated him all game. It was, oh, this guy had, he didn't know what, what he had. I think for me, that the turning point was when Mario decided I had enough and just decided to come through the back of him and take that yellow card. I said, what is going on there? I said, that's a man that's had enough. He's basically begging Arteta, take me off this pitch. And Arteta just said, no, 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 you continue. <laughs> you continue. I mean, yeah, that match, it was literally... As people say, it was, it was boys against men. I mean, Arsenal didn't have a clue. They were never in the game. And um, like Chelsea didn't really get out of gear two to actually claim that victory. And for me, that is a terrifying thing because Chelsea have a strategy in place. In terms Not of Gabriel. Nah, don't involve, don't involve Jesus into it. Don't involve Jesus into it. <laughs> Jesus has enough problems to deal with. Don't involve us. <laughs> he could do yeah, he a lot of for a year. Yeah, he, doesn't want Arsenal, he doesn't want Arsenal's problems. I mean, let me let me end that. Let, let me end that up on this. I mean, look at Chelsea. I mean, I've been really impressed with Chelsea over the last few years. 
Show us have a strategy where they know the positions they want to they want to um, rectify and strengthen, and they go and rectify. Now it doesn't always work, but at least they have a plan in place that if this player doesn't work with us, he still has value, and we can resolve the player. Or even if it doesn't work, we replace him anyway. Like Werner didn't work last season. They spent how much on Werner? Didn't work out. Said, "Cool, we get Lukaku. We get someone who does the job." Werner can still be there. If it doesn't work out at some point, they'll sell him for probably the, the same amount of money that they bought him. Arsenal signed all these players, and there's no resale value in these players whatsoever. That for me is is terrifying. Absolutely, ter players are leaving on a free. It's ridiculous. We couldn't shift Xhaka. People are trying to tell me Xhaka's a good player. Xhaka's not a good player. Let's, let's have it out there. The guy he never wants the ball. He hides. He doesn't have to deal with the ball when there's pressure on him. People are talking about his Euros. The Euros works for him because he had about five, six seconds to play, to play whatever pass he wants on that ball. That's the only way Xhaka's effective. When you close him down or put pressure on him, doesn't know what to do with the ball. People are trying to tell him he's a good player. If he was that good player, Roman would want to play more than 12, 12 million for the player. If Arsenal won in 20, 25 million, they'll snap their fingers to pay that money. That will show you that the player... Is a good player, but when a club doesn't want to shift from 12 million, that tells you something about that player. And what do Arsenal do? Give him a pay rise. Only Arsenal can do that. That's Four not years. fair. That. That's not fair. That's like saying, oh, City don't want to spend, they, they only want to spend 100 mil, not 120 on Harry Kane. So he's not a good player. <laughs> that's I'm not, not fair. I'm not allowing you to get away with that. I'm not allowing you to get away with that. That's not fair. is good. Shaka is very Chelsea, good. Chelsea sold a player to very Palace. Let me tell you this. Chelsea played the sort of stop, stop player. Chelsea's other player did not make a single a, a single appearance for Chelsea to Crystal Wait. Palace for yeah. more than what Roman Willett were willing to pay for Xhaka, yeah. who's an international player. That tells you something. Yeah, I I like Xhaka. I take him at Chelsea. You you love an underdog, like you love. I like I re I like Shaka. I take him at Chelsea. Kojo, don't do that face. Hey, I take him. At Chelsea, take yeah. him. How, how much I you want? How much? Take, how, what's his price tag? What's his price tag? I'll take What's the price tag? What? Twenty-five million. I'll 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 give you I'll give you twenty-five plus Ross Barkley. Actually, no, I like Ross Barkley as well. I'll give you 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 twenty-five plus Sapa Costa. You need a right back. Hey, hey, Prime. You know what? I I'll take that one. I will take that one to be honest with you. But you, this is this is where your underdog story reaches an end. You can't exactly. No, not not for Jacka. No, not for Jacka. You need to put massive. I'll, I'll say this: I've had I've had enough of Arsenal. That's it. I've had enough. And, so, and the things that we can sack Arteta, as as long as Kroenke's there, honestly, Arsenal are, are sliding fast. And I think I know this may be people may think I'm over exaggerate. It would not surprise me if within the next few years Arsenal are in a relegation battle. And the reason why I say this 19th. is because we're nineteenth. No relegation. And the reason, <laughs> And the reason why, and the reason why I say this, because the quality of players we're bringing in, it's just it's shocking these days. It's shocking. So, oh mate, <laughs> we're nineteenth and we're in a relegation battle. What's it? Around um, Decemberish, right? We we're, we're struggling to mm. get out of mm. out of the bottom half. It's crazy, man. Mm. Uh, Prime. I know you. I know you still want tears. I know. I I, I understand it to a degree. I, but I I. As Basil, as Basil mentioned before, the 40-minute rant, I've done too much ranting about this club. I can't, I, can't, I can't keep doing it anymore. It, it affects me personally. It affects my soul. So we'll talk about Chelsea. Romelu Lukaku uh, got the goal against uh, Chelsea, of course, on his debut. Hmm. Uh, he could have he had a second as well, for, but that was a great, head of, uh, great save from Burnt Leno. You have to give him some props. That was a good save. He's very good at shot stopping. Um, is he? Is he? 
But no, no, that's his best attribute. So that we have to, have, that's what we have to do. Um, the shock is better, but okay. <laughs> oh my god, man. Um, what was the question? Laura Luca, how many goals is he gonna get this season? And is he going to fight you to the title? Mm, 27 goals, all comps, 10 assists, all comps. You are, I think he'll get more. I know he'll miss a lot of chances, but I think he'll create enough for his score. I think he'll get more than 30. Yeah, may, maybe. I, Lukaku was, was... You don't get much of an easier debut than that, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> don't. We, he, he could have scored more, but I, I think... I don't know. We're still sloppy in front of goal for some reason. You took your foot off the gas. I, I, I don't know yeah. why. I feel like it was for, uh, for you to keep Arteta in a job right? more often than uh, add to your goal difference. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. They get the game was it was too easy for Lukaku. Reese James had tyranny on toe, so then he came off injured. I, I don't know why you guys didn't try playing a back five. Uh Pablo Mari is not good at all. But who else do you have? Oh, yeah. I, I, I like Ben White. I do. I think mm, he's a good player. The the money is extreme, but it's probably because yeah. he's English, but he's a good player. The thing is from him, and a lot of these Arsenal young players, I've seen the same thing happen before. Of like, for example, Ben White is on the same level, in my opinion, that Callum Chambers and Rob Holding were when they first came. Talented, they have this potential, mm-hmm. but then they just stagnate. They have no one to learn from. Uh you have the wrong manager, so they can't really develop. Then they're around this toxicity around Arsenal. They stagnate, they end up being poor, and they're shipped out on loans because you can't sell them because they're on big wages. It will be when he broke through. In my opinion, better than Saka when he broke through at Arsenal. But then he just stagnates. Mm-hmm. And then because you have no one else really turning up. You bought Pepe then for 72 mil, and he's bad. Lacazette is average, and Aubameyang was still bagging goals, but it was... I think probably his last uh, season or last two seasons for him bagging goals. And Iwobi was still playing well and creating. In his last season, he was your top assister. But he was getting so much abuse because Arsenal weren't doing well and they were taking out all his frustration on him. Mm. The same thing would just repeat itself. Saka, sooner or later, he's going to stagnate because he needs to play with better players. And if he doesn't, and he's not being coached and improved properly, then his level, not his level, but something's got to give soon enough. Smith Rowe, I think he's average anyways. And Arsenal fans will see that in the in following season when there's no improvement. Like, I I don't know. Like, Martinelli, you're going to get frustrated with him because even though he's talented, he's injured so much. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get frustrated with him. Like, kind of the same with Jack Wilshere. He's so talented, but he's always injured. So you can't use him. You can't rely on him. Mm. Prime, two questions. Let me ask. Do you rate Martinelli? No. Well, no, I, I rate him. I think he's overhyped. He's not comparable to Greenwood. I don't, I don't rate I don't rate him at all. I think he's a bang average player. Like when people tell me, when I ask people what his, what his best attributes are, they'll tell me he runs a lot, he works hard. I'm like, I don't want to hear that in a footballer. I'm like, what's he like on the ball? Can he dribble? Not really. Can he beat a player one-on-one? Not really. I mean, he scored goals when he first joined. But apart mm-hmm. from that, and when you look at, is he, is he a great pass to the ball? Not really. So I sit there and I was like, what is his special attribute? And nobody can tell me where it is. I think he's a bang average player 
who's overhyped by Arsenal by Arsenal fans who who just want to I don't know they want to have the same feeling like how United have with like Greenwood and just want to have a player where they can actually latch onto because mm. we've lacked real quality for a very long time. But I think he's bag average in, in my and, and the way I look at it is like you want to have gone and that's fine. But then you want to bring in Conte. Conte won't do anything with this team. He's not gonna. You spent 130 mil. That, to be fair, that is a lot of money. But you're still gonna bring in average players with Conte. Mm-hmm. That's gonna get him frustrated. It's gonna cause things to be toxic, and he'll end up leaving. He did the same. He did the same thing at Chelsea in our second season because we uh, we wanted Alexandro, we wanted Van Dijk, we wanted uh, Benucci, I think. Um, we wanted Nangalan. We ended up buying Zappa Costa, Bakioko, Drink Water, uh, Rudiger, who turns out to be okay now. But we ended up buying these average players. Things just fell apart. He got, he, well, he left end of the season. But you look at Inter Milan. The reason why he left in the summer is because of what's happening right now with them. Yeah. He's, uh, they sold Akimi, Kaku's gone. They'll probably end up selling Lutara Martinez. Things are just going to fall apart. He, there's be no, there's no value for him going to Arsenal. It's just going to just, be, it'll end up decreasing his stock as a uh, world class manager. Mm. Like in my opinion, Arsenal should, and I said this last uh, season in December, or go and get Rafa Benitez. He comes in, and you can't, well, you can't get him now. But a manager like him who can stabilize your ship, because he did that in Newcastle, and he gets the best out of average players. Mm. Because Rafa could get you guys top six. I think, I think Arsenal's, I think Arsenal's uh, plan, if there is a plan, I don't think there is a plan, but some something hypothetical. I think Roberto Martinez is probably the manager that's probably next going to take the mantle at Arsenal. You um, that's poor. Hey, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Basil, why was your face like that? <laughs> no, because the thing is this. I don't know any big manager that would come to Arsenal. Like... Yeah. I see there's like, what Robert, like Roberto Martinez, like, I know it's London, but realistically, they'll think, well, looking at how Arsenal behave in a transfer market, if I want players, they're not going to get the players I want. Yeah. So I sit there like, for any decent manager, they'll think, well, I can't really build a project at Arsenal because Arsenal, from a transfer perspective, have no idea what they're doing. So, you know, if I come in and I know I want to build a project over the next three years, <laughs> I want these type of players. You're not going to get out of Arsenal. Exactly. So, I, 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 don't, I, I don't think we can attract the likes of Roberto Martinez. Oh, did we? That, Roberto? That, okay. That's why Brendan. That's why Brendan Rodgers said no. Like he, Rodgers is in a perfect job at Leicester, where they'll give him the players he wants, yeah. and he he can build something there. He can build a bit of a a bit of a dynasty, and he could put. Um, maybe he won't win the league, but he could potentially try and do something like that again. Mm. Like, um, look, I look at other top managers, like no one would really go, who, who's available right now to come to Arsenal. Like, they, they could end up potentially, like, people are saying get Graham Potter. <laughs> Besides playing more attractive football, he's not going to get you anything. Like, you won't get top six. You'll be bringing in average players again. And because there's no progression, you end up losing Saka. You end up losing Martinelli if he's special. You end up losing uh, Smith Rowe. And you'll wait. Someone like Balogun, who I'm assuming has talent, but Arsenal fans were telling me 
that they don't want Tammy. Tammy's not good. Balogun's better than him. I see him play against Brentford. Didn't do anything. Tammy on his debut gets two assists. So like I, in my in my opinion, forget what your board are like and everything. Arsenal fans just drop your pride because it's not doing you any good. <laughs> drop drop this thing of oh we're a big club. Drop this thing of being offended that Aston Villa are bidding for your players or something. Just drop it because it's not doing you. It's doing you more harm and it's causing you more embarrassment. Because all we're doing is laughing. Like. <laughs> I, I, whatever, I, I don't know. You avoided the, the, the tour. You, you jumped on the Arsenal train. I, I, I respect that. But you avoided the Chelsea question. Title, are they? Are they? Are you guys title contenders? Are you favourite? Oh, should you be winning the title this season? Because I mean, you, you, you did mention City are your favourites, but Chelsea it's, are looking. We're, we're definitely title chat. Like it, again, it's. Uh, it's for me. It's cl- it's close between Chelsea and City. I judge. I just edged them based on the fact of their team's a lot more gelled and settled, and they won the league last season. But I, I don't. Know, I I need a bit of a run of games. So maybe the first ga- ten games of the season before I can judge an- anything. Because I don't for Chelsea. I still, even though it's just two games, I still see us wasteful in front of goal, or not wasteful in front of goal. Our What's the word? The, the the final ball is mm. being wasted. We're not being clinical in our in our final in our in our final ball. I, I don't know how to describe it. Like we're we're good at, and it, it was even the same last season. People, yeah, maybe. Like even the same last season, it wasn't the fact of Werner missing chances. It was the fact of we weren't making the right at times. We're just not making the right decisions in the final third. Like Mason Mount. His final ball has to improve. I know he got an assist yesterday, but probably could have got more. Reese James, his final third play last uh, yesterday should have should have been better. Like he could have got an assist or two for Lukaku. And I just think everything needs to be um, everything needs to be much. We need to perform to a world class level, like more or less every game, because with City, they can just go on this run of form for 18, 19 games, and all of a sudden they've wrapped up the league. I don't think we can do that. Yeah, but I, I think, I, I, I've actually put Chelsea as as favourites, um, personally. I, I think, and I think more just yeah. because of the squad you guys have now. I think now you have a striker who can... Because I think one thing you missed last season was a striker who can bring in other players and link up. I think with Lukaku, you have that a bit more. So I think midfielders can be a bit more expressive. Because I think with Werner... He was a bit wasteful in the final third, and I don't think the creative players you had, we, we saw the best of them. I think with Lukaku, we get to see them a bit, be a bit more expressive. I think you have a good squad to rotate. Um, and, you know, even though I don't think you have the best defenders, but they seem to work. <laughs> I don't know how, but they do seem to work. And I think because of that, I think I've got Chelsea as favourites. And I think Pep may be a bit wary of Chelsea because of the fact that he lost to Tuchel in, uh, in the FA Cup. Um, and um, in the Champions League final, I don't think he's beaten him yet, has he? I don't think he has. Um, so, so I think because of that, I, I, I actually had Chelsea as favourites. Um, I think it wouldn't surprise me if they do win the league, and it wouldn't be surprised me if they do do well again in Europe this season. So, yeah, if I'm a Chelsea fan, I'm optimistic. I feel like you're doing a, your team a bit of a disservice there. I mean, Manchester City aren't 
as formidable as as everybody makes them out to be. Yes, they won on this no. massive, amazing run last season, but they also had a bad run at the very uh, beginning of the season. It was only because teams like United, teams like uh, uh, Liverpool last season just didn't didn't uh, take advantage of, of of the situation. City were dreadful at the very beginning. I'm no, not I saying, know. I don't know. Maybe Chelsea um, can be consistent throughout the throughout the season. Maybe not an eighteen game winning run because I don't. Think that's, that's a yeah. very hard thing to do in the Premier League. But I know, but and maybe I'm a hypocrite because I I said, um, I did say last year, uh, especially during the period where we had to play them and stuff, that City are not are nothing special. They are beatable in one off games, but they're also a machine. They can click in and get into a run of form. For yeah, again, up to eight, 18 games, and all of a sudden the league is done. I, I don't think Chelsea can do that, okay. and it's not a Lukaku factor, by the way. Lukaku will still bang us goals, whatever. But it's there are just some players in this team I just don't trust. Again, Christensen and Rudiger, don't trust them. Mount yeah. needs to click in now because if Tuchel trusts him to play in our front three, and I do trust Mount in terms of I know what he brings off the ball. I know he will do the hard work, but consistently having to break down low blocks, I don't think he's creative enough, especially if it's going to be Havertz or Werner playing as part of the three with Lukaku. The, the pressure is on Mount to be the creator, and he's just not that consistently. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Kojo? Um, no, I just hear what Bram's saying because at the end of the day, when you, you can't, when you feel as a fan, you just players you can't rely upon. That's what it is. That's why I don't shout twenty one and twenty two because I don't rely or believe in a lot of United players at the club. It's just what it is. It's the truth. Where City, I mean Chelsea have now got a squad also, yes, but City also have a squad and they believe in a lot of their talents. And more often than not, they were they're able to rotate because if one person lets it down, the other team person comes in and lets them. Um, or does them well. So look, City are still favourites. I predicted Chelsea to win the league, but I hear Prime's point. It wouldn't surprise me if City win the league again. Um, mm. But for me, their closest challenges, as Prime also said, is Chelsea. And Lukaku is going to get goals regardless. But for me, it's just about Lukaku improving his big game record. If he does that at Chelsea, then it's a different type of problem. That's what it is for me. And I think one thing There's nothing I'm wrong with his big game record. Don't do that. Yeah. And <laughs> There is a little bit. There is a little bit of problem with his big game record. No, is there? No, there's a big problem with his big game. So, so, no, no, um, no, no. So, I, I, I'll, I'll say, i say it for me like this. For me like this, and, I, and I'll draw the line because uh, it's just my opinion personally. At United, when I say at United, also bear in mind, I am factoring in the fact that United and big games were also sloppy. But mm-hmm. um, in his big games at United, bar the PSG game, and I think his first game for United was the Real Madrid game in the Super Cup, where he did scoring. His big game sketch record was sketchy half because, yes, United weren't doing well, but also there were games in those chances in those games where you would bet on Lukaku in any other game to smack into the back of the net, and he wasn't doing that. And then at Italy, in Inter Milan, he did score against AC Milan, but it wasn't. It wasn't the goal that changed the game or the final moment goal. It was the fifth one in the in a five-two win or something like that. I feel like he has all the capabilities to score in big games. I feel like he has to get over that extra hurdle. He's a top striker, one of the best in the world, and he was bang goals. So if you can now add that little bit where not every game is going to be the precious on moment, but if you're in a big game, it's nil-nil, and you need someone to make that decisive a one-nil goal, and he can do that. That's when I feel like he can go from like twenty-seven to even thirty-five. That's why I feel like he can do this. I'll, I'll say this: 
Yeah, at Kroger, I can't influence and agree with you. Even in Italy, the big games, he doesn't perform, even before Italy. And that's always been his criticism. And I'll take you to a few, especially in the key games, and I'll take you to the two Champions League campaigns um, for, for Inter Milan, where they had to win their last, the last game of the group stage, of the group stage to go through. And he was, I watched those games. He was shocking in those games. And that's what you want a player to, to stand up and be counted in those games. And he doesn't, doesn't perform regularly in big games. Now, but I will say this for Chelsea, this is what I think will be effective for Chelsea because I think with the way Tuchel, Tuchel sets up against big teams, they can afford for him not to perform in big, in big games because I think a draw, Chelsea taking a draw against a big team isn't a bad thing. I think Chelsea's problem um, in previous season has been against some of the smaller mid-table teams and I think that's where Lukaku will thrive and score goals and I think that could be the, differenti the differentiating um, factor for Chelsea this season. I think he'll score against the teams you should be and could be the difference. And then the big teams, like I said, will be a tactical affair. Tuchel's not going to go all out against the likes of maybe United and Liverpool or a City. It's going to be a tactical match where it's like, we look to nick a victory or we take a draw. So I think he'll be fine this season. You've seen the Mbappe tweet as, uh, tweet as well? Is that what you're looking at? Yeah, I'm looking at that. Apparently Mbappe's joined Madrid. I'm not sure, I'm not sure on the source. The, the guy the guy has millions of followers, but I don't know about... I've never seen him in the Twitter space before, so I'm not going to yeah. say it's a definite, but he's saying um, Nasir Al-Khalafi has definitely accepted Florentino Perez's contract proposal and will be in Madrid in the next hours. I don't know how true that is. I'm not going to go any further than that, but that's what he's saying, so that's that. But nowhere else right now has confirming, yeah. so seen anyone say it. However, however, if um, you want to end the podcast on a good note for the Arsenal fans, William it seems like he's going to Corinthians, and um, <laughs> and Lucas Torreira um, is going to Fiorentina. So um, we've, we've, I mean, we've done we've done Lucas Torreira dirty, honestly. Oh, that's, that's what, we'll be in, we'll, we'll be here for another 10, 15 minutes, Basil. Yeah, it's been too long. It's been but, too long. At least, but, but at least we're getting rid of William. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> But I bet, I bet any money we're not getting a fee for him. Wow, oh, hey, no. hey, respect William, Premier League winner, respect him. No, I bet it's Arsenal. We're not getting a fee for him. I know for a fact. Yeah, no. <laughs> we'll, probably, so... we'll probably end up paying half his contract or maybe exactly. for all the things. I mean, you're going for a free, so, you know, break even, isn't it? Keep quiet, anyway. Keep quiet. <laughs> We need to wrap it up. The one hour, 40 minutes. It's been a long one. It has been a long one. But we thank you guys for watching. We thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for, for joining us, Prime and Basil. What, what, first, where can they find you, Basil? Um, you can find me at BJacobs14. Um, unfortunately, less football tweets. My joy for football is just... is <laughs> <laughs> at an all-time low. I mean, I didn't even like... I remember when Arsenal, I say this, when Arsenal lost against Brentford, I didn't even care about the games that happened on the weekend. I just saw the scores and went about my day. I said, I'm not watching match of the day or anything. You guys <laughs> lost against Brentford? <laughs> Cable, next person. He's <laughs> proud. We're going to prize, so he can take I think, no, 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 no. I, I, didn't, I actually didn't know you lost against Brentford. Never mind. I thought this was three and six. No, okay, it's fine. Never mind. Sorry. Uh, uh, uh. Brian, where can I find you? Uh, you can catch me doing more of this stuff on tour. Um... Yeah, you can catch me on the uh, terrace. You can catch me on the first exercise pickup run. Um, but yeah, thank you guys for inviting me on. Um, you know, you know, anytime you guys want me on, just let me know. When Chelsea beat Man United. 
Don't bring, don't bring him on when I'm on. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> when Chelsea beat Man United, that's when we're bringing you on next. Because okay. Toto needs some if, if, not, if United beat Chelsea, he's still coming on. That's that. <laughs> if no, no, if no, United no. beat, wait, hold on. You trust Oli? Do you say anything about trust? I said if United beat Chelsea, you're coming on said, as well. And I said you trust Oli. I didn't say anything about trust. Or your, your world class players are going to beat us. Oh, uh, here we go again. Hey, oh, hey. Wow. Ask me the question, Kate. Ask me the question, ask me the question, bro. Where can they find us? Uh, you can find us right here on YouTube, Free Me for Podcast, uh, Twitter, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Instagram, TikTok, Free Me Field. This has been another episode of the Freeman Field Podcast. Good night. <laughs>